what happens when a black guy, a white dude, and an Hispanic man happen to be pro wrestling marks? You get debates, roasting, and fun in Jeet Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, marks of all ages. I am your host, Rockin' Mr. Magic, and this is another episode of Breaking Ring Rust. Now, to start tonight, I have to share some unpleasant news. Uh, unfortunately, my partner, my tag team partner, my man, the Cold Heart, JT, um, has taken a temporary leave from the show. As uh, if you've been listening to us, you know he recently had surgery, and he's taking some, some time away right now. And the franchise, Matt Privet, who he brought on, our perpetual guest, um, has had some life concerns with moving and, and some health situations in his family. So for uh, for the next few weeks at least, uh, your boy Rocket Mr. Magic is going to be flying solo um, in some episodes here, but not tonight. Tonight, we have our first ever guest, oh, she's our first ever guest, our first ever professional wrestler guest on the show. We will be interviewing my man, the current Diamond Championship Wrestling Television Champion of the World, my man, King L.B.U. My man, what an introduction, my man. That was that was awesome. Welcome to the show, my brother. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, man, I'm honored, man. This is my first ever professional wrestling podcast, so I'm excited. Awesome. Well, we are honored to be the first for you as well. So yeah, just man. to start, um, tell just any just tell the listeners a little bit about um, where you are right now before we go deep into questions. So I obviously introduced you as a current television champion. Um, just tell a little bit about uh, DCW, you know, where that promotion is right now as they want to look into it. I must say uh, Diamond Championship Wrestling, you know, we're down here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. You know, we run shows uh, in Pasigula, Mississippi and Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Those are the two towns right now. I know next week we'll be expanding sometime. Yeah, sometime next week we'll be expanding. We'll be going to like uh, this little country town called Perkinson, Mississippi. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Mississippi Gulf Coast, it's really at the very bottom. Like you go on the U.S. map and you look at the Mississippi State, how it's drawn, and you look where the water is at. That's exactly where I'm located, right down there. So if we're like 45 minutes away from Mobile. We're like, you know, an hour and 30 minutes away from New Orleans. We're like maybe six to seven hours away from Atlanta, Georgia, you know, and a couple hours away from Florida. So, you know. So it's really quiet down here. Really, yeah, that really Gulf quiet. Coast action. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So if you're interested, DCW does have a web presence uh, on Facebook as well. If you want to check out their website, if you want to check out some of the roster, some of the videos they posted, they've got videos of LB winning his title, defending his title. Definitely check those out. Uh, but to start, so obviously, you know, you're a, you're a young man and you haven't been doing wrestling forever. Uh, tell us a, just a little bit about um, 
your life prior to pursuing the professional wrestling dream? Ooh, man. Uh, I might catch a little flack for this, but, you know, uh, professional wrestling wasn't really my, it wasn't like my first goal in life. It was always in the back of my mind something that I could do, but it was never mm-hmm. like my main thing. Okay. You know, uh, so prior to, you know, wrestling, I, uh, I was in school, I was in college and, you know, that didn't work out, obviously, you know, so <laughs> I was just, <laughs> so I'm a college dropout and uh, I just moved back home to Mississippi and, uh, you know, I was just floating around and looking for jobs and stuff. But I always had in the back of my mind about being a wrestler. And then what really got me into wrestling, this funny story, well, not really a funny story, but it's kind of ironic because my father, you know, he was like, you know, son, you watch wrestling too much. Like, you watch wrestling more than your uncle and the family friend of ours, Mr. Greg. It's like, you got those guys who watch wrestling just Mondays and maybe Tuesdays now, but it was Fridays back then. It was right. like, but you are constantly watching because like at this time, I want to say about 2014, this was right when the WWE Network came out. So I was watching okay. all the classic stuff. So he was like, you're constantly just watching this. So I feel like that's something you should you should try. I mean, if you don't make it, you can always say at least you tried. So yeah. I just got, you know, I just gave him some thought and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to pursue it. So I just, uh, you know, ain't too many wrestling schools down here in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, you know. I must say, I remember uh, going on Google, just looking up wrestling schools in the area, and, mm-hmm. and they pointed me to, uh, it was like two schools. It was some school in like Pearl, Louisiana. Okay. And then there was another one uh, called Wildcat Sports Entertainment. They're based out of New Orleans, ran by Luke Hawks. I uh, visited that school, and the price, it was a little expensive. I just couldn't afford to travel going an hour and 30 minutes like every other oh, day. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot, man. Some people would do it. I just couldn't afford it, you know. So, so I, uh, you know, like I said, I was just on Google, and then I was on Facebook, and I found Southern Championship Wrestling. Okay. They're Yeah, they're located in the country part of Mississippi. They're, um, like, in Kill. If you're familiar with Brett Favre, that's where his yep. hometown. So, you know, I was – Training up there, uh, this guy named Chris Black. That's the guy who broke me in. And uh, okay, you know, so yeah, uh, so that's pretty much about it, man. You know, um, no, I, but, I heard that you uh, served in the military as well. Um, actually, no, man. I no? Uh, didn't. <laughs> I didn't serve in the military, man. I um, I actually did uh, ROTC. Like I did okay. ROTC all through high school. And then when I was in college, you know, I did like a year and a half of college ROTC because my okay. original plan in life was to join the United States Army because mm. I want to be just yeah, I want to be just like my dad, you know, like my dad. He did twenty six years in the army, so I was like, Ooh. I want to be just like him. No, your, your dad must be something special. Twenty six <laughs> years in the army—that's a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I tried to get him to go 30, but he was like, nah, it's just my time to get out. <laughs> I was like, come on, four more years, man? Hey, wait, come on. Yeah, career general? Come on. <laughs> right, right, right. But he was like, nah. You know, he just didn't like the way the Army was changing, so he just felt it was his time to leave, so he just left. No, I, I hear you on that. I was uh, yeah. a secret at myself, so uh, and a lot of people mistook that for, for being in the service. I'm like, no, no. Could have uh, enlisted, didn't enlist, but yeah. Similar. Yeah. Okay, cool. So 2014, you're, you're, you're just consuming all this meeting. Dad says, go for it. You go for it. And, and here you are. No, that's, that's fantastic that you got that parental support from it. And they know it's yeah. constantly bringing it in. Awesome. So 
talk, talk about your first match. You mentioned Chris Black broke you in. You know, just just talk about that initial time where you know, you're coming through, you know, a curtain or you're coming through an entryway. You're walking to the ring. Like, just describe your first match. Oh my God! Well, uh, well, I'm 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 going to say this before I start there. Okay. Um, I didn't start training until about December 2015. Okay. You know what I mean? I started training because like, I took pretty much all of like two, like the rest of 2014 to kind of get like, hit the gym because I was like way smaller than this now. So like, I just hit the gym for about a year and a half and I put on a little size and I found the school, took some bumps. Fast forward to my first match, it was actually unexpected because uh, Southern Championship Wrestling, I don't know if they still do this now, but when I first broke in, we did shows like they did shows like every Sunday. Like every right. Sunday. So me being a student, and I was like the only student at the time. Well, actually, I wasn't the only students, like two other students. And uh, we had to run security. Okay. So I guess, uh, yeah, so I was on my way to the show. And then my trainer, he, you know, he texted me. He was like, yeah, um, you're going to have your first match tonight. I don't think he's playing with me. I don't, at this time, I don't have no gear. I don't have any gear, <laughs> nothing. All I got is just maybe some knee pads and that's it. I don't have tape or nothing. You just got some shorts like, and a t-shirt. Yeah. So he was like, man, just come. I was like, so I came. And he was like, yeah, so uh, tonight you're going to have your first match and it's going to be against me. Holy crap. <laughs> so now like, I'm on the way to the, to the little venue and my heart is pounding like super fast because I'm nervous. So then I get there, he gives me some trunks and he gave me some tape and he gave me a whole pair of boots because we wore like the same size shoe, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, he's asking me, okay, so what do you want to call yourself? I'm like, I don't know, man, you know. So he was like, you know what? You are now Lance B. Washington. You're just going to be this cocky, arrogant heel. So I broke in as a heel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so before I went bald, I had like a little Mike Tyson flat top. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so I go out there, man, and uh, it was, a, you know, so since it was in the bars in front of about maybe 20 people. Okay. I get, yeah, so I get out there, they announce me. I come out to Soldier Boy, crank that. You know, so I come out to the ring. I cut a little promo. I think I did okay on that, you know. So we get we get the match going, and I'm just like, don't know what to do. So yeah. I lock up with my trainer. I'm just like, okay, so what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And then actually, uh, I beat him. Like I just hit him with a simple clothesline, and one, two, three. Wow. No one, yeah, no one he put you over in your first match. Yeah, wow. man. Yeah, he put me over in my first match, man. I was kind of shocked. The referee looked at me like, "Was that supposed to happen?" I'm like, "Man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know." So then. He, he counts the three. One, two, three. He's like, was that supposed to happen? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, all right. So Chris was like, yeah, he did the head. And I'm like, yeah. So then next thing you know, I get the, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I told you I was going to beat him. I'm the best. I'm the greatest thing. You know, just talking all this stuff. Get all yeah. The nice. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, awesome. it was, it was a, uh, one crazy experience. And then I've just been... Ever since then. Ever since then. Wow. Ever since for then, your very man. first match, that is a that's a rarity. Yeah, it is, man. <laughs> uh, that that's pickups to a great training. Help, I mean, I'm sure to help boost your confidence as well. You know, to to have a match, you know, your your trainer is so confident enough to put you over in it. Um, you know, let let you let let you build yourself character wise a little bit. That that had to be you know a great uh, reassuring feeling for you. 
Oh, yeah, man. It was, uh, you know, pro wrestling has actually made me confident in a lot of things because, you know, like when I would try a sport and if I wasn't good at it, I would quit. But since I started wrestling, I tried this and it makes me want to get better. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is, I guess, it's something I'm meant to do. You know, this is like something that I really, it's something I really care about that I really want to get better at. So, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, that way you can, you're, you're in your, and I, you know, I've seen, I've watched probably four of your matches so far. And I can see, I can see your dedication to improving your craft uh, from, from the four matches I've seen, you know, I've seen you getting better and better you know, every, every match you have there. Um, and obviously that mean that you're a title holder currently, obviously having the company, having, you know, confidence in you to carry a title, you know, at, at your, you know, with your experience, definitely he's got to uh, be a boost for your confidence level. Oh, well. oh man, yeah, but I had to earn that because, like, oh, of course, first, yeah, because when I first got there, I pretty much literally put everybody over. Like I, I literally put everybody over. There was times where I didn't even get booked, and I'm like. You're not gonna book the hometown boy? Like what's up with that? <laughs> I guess his I guess his roster was stacked, so I wasn't a full time guy. Okay. You know, so I uh, so once I became a full time guy, I had to put like everybody over and I was like the first match, you know, beat you like everybody match. beat me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first match, opening match, you know, uh put everybody over. I didn't complain, you know, I didn't really say too much even though I wanted to, but you know, I didn't complain too much. So and then like after like a couple months of doing that, it was like I think he's ready for a championship now. So then he just put the title on me, man. Actually, uh, I had a good match against Charles West. He's our current DCW heavyweight champion and a good friend of mine as well. Because actually, I met Charles at SCW as well, too. Okay. Yeah, so nice. He kind of go well back, way back, man. He was there oh. when I first broke in. Okay, okay. So, yeah. uh, so talk to me about the evolution um, of your – of your style as far as like, did you, while training initially think, you know, because of your build that you're going to be more of a high flyer or did you think like maybe I'm going to be more technical, kind of like a Bret Hart on the mat, you know, Chris Benoit style or, you know, how did you initially see yourself being able to, you know, to work in the ring? Um, man, it's really, man, like I'm trying to, perfect or trying to craft myself into being a hybrid okay i kind of want to i kind of want to work at least be good at a lot of styles so like if i have a unorthodox opponent i can have an unorthodox match or if i have a if i'm wrestling a technician on the mat then i can have a pretty good you know i can be on a wrestling clinic you know i'm gonna be able to work with anybody yes 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 you know uh, initially initially i was kind of more focus on my athleticism but then as i studied the game of all the athletes and like all the pure athletes in wrestling mm-hmm. they don't really get too far you know they kind of stay in like one spot you know what i mean so i kind of want to just do everything gotcha okay so you mentioned you know as a, as a kid that he would do sports and sometimes quit growing up uh, were there particular sports that you feel kind of laid the foundation for you um, now that you're that you're in wrestling, things that you know that you did that may have helped prepare you for for wrestling. Um, other than playing basketball with the kids in the neighborhood and 
wrestling on the trampoline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like a lot of us wrestling fans as kids did our fair share of backyard wrestling. Yeah, we, you know, backyard wrestling. My dad um, used to wrestle me all the time. You know, he actually uh, put me in a figure for a leg lock for the first time. And uh, it's real, guys. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a real move. It ain't, it ain't no... It ain't no fake uh, submission, hold. It's it's real. <laughs> you snap it in, right? Here. It is it is painful. You ain't lying. Okay, man. Yeah, man. Um, no. So so no amateur no amateur background no amateur wrestling for you. No, man. I was man. I was actually ignorant when it came to uh, amateur wrestling, man. Because I was like, and like by the way, like since I grew up in the military, I went to high school in Missouri. You know, my mm-hmm. dad was stationed in Fort Leonard, Missouri. So. Like in the Midwest, like amateur wrestling is really big. You know what I mean? Yes, and, yes, it is. And, and um, so you know, I was just like ignorant to it. I was like, man, I don't want to do that. Like wear the little tight spandex and dudes <laughs> grabbing all over each other. Man, I'm not doing that. So I didn't. I like I said, I didn't really play any sports in high school. I mean, I, I went out for the football team, but because I was so small, I just kind of quit. I just left. And I was like, man, so I just kind of focused more on being in the military because that's something that i really wanted to do until i got to college and then i was like yeah this is just not, not for, for me, me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, i had the same reaction post high school like you know what yeah not not for yeah. me that's the life i'm trying to leave <laughs> okay so I, I was kind of surprised because like you're built like you would have done well amateur wrestling um and i i did that myself well, my parents made me wrestle as a kid and that helped me when I was exploring wrestling, because uh, my high school years, the Alpha Senior, Alpha and Anawai Senior, uh, the Wild Samoan Training Center was here in Pennsylvania. Um, and I went to a couple camps. And so, in my amateur background, really helped me as far as, you know, especially on the mat work and such. Uh, but you're built, I mean, you're built like a wrestler. Like, if I looked at you uh, just normally, I'm like, this guy looks like he looks like he wrestled <laughs> on the mat. Like, he, you look like a mat wrestler. Yeah, but nah. <laughs> Unfortunately, nah. None of that. Have you thought about incorporating any any of that, like, um, as far as the old school classic grappling mat wrestling into your repertoire uh, to, for example, like, one of the greatest matches I've ever seen is Benoit and Kurt Angle, two guys who just oh, won though, because they like it's pretty much like every match they have is like a wrestling clinic. Like my True. personal favorite one is the one at the Royal Rumble in two thousand three. Actually, I think my favorite one was one they just had on the SmackDown. Um, they just went and they worked eighty percent on the ground, and yeah. and 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 the the amateur wrestler me was like. I love this. Like this is, anyway, it was a fantastic match. The, the whole the reversals, the focus on the body parts. They told a great story, and and, and also, I'm a I'm a huge Kurt Angle mark. I was growing up in Pittsburgh when he was at Clarion University. Um, okay, and I got so, to watch him when he was at Clarion, and I was you know, I was a young wrestler. So like watching him and knowing how great he is and watching him in the Olympics and watching him in the ring with the guy like Benoit who technically was just fantastic. It was just like, yes. you know, and any amateur wrestler who likes pro wrestling looks at that. That's, you know, it's, that's a money shot, you know, <laughs> it's just like, it's a Yeah. It's for me, you know, um, I didn't really appreciate technical wrestling when I was a kid and grow like being a wrestling fan, like growing up, 
you know, I was into more like the the monsters, you know, the okay, big guys, yeah, the big guys. Stuff, you know, yes. like the powerhouses. I love the powerhouses, you know. I didn't really care for the technical stuff until <laughs> I got into professional wrestling myself. <laughs> And I was learning how to chain wrestle. So then I went back and watched those matches. And I was like, holy cow. Like, so Re- William Regal's really good. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> William like, Regal's really, really, really good. Yeah. Like, like he's, he's really, really, really good. You know, he's not horrible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's something that it's, it's really telling that you meant that you mentioned because so many people are booked to look horrible. But when you start to understand the craft and learn the, the, and, uh, you start to learn the the intimate parts of wrestling, and you're like, "Wow, like this person, yeah. ah, this person's amazing." Yeah, it's like when you learn the stuff. Like when you when you're actually on the inside, you actually kind of look. You know, we learn the psychology of it. I'm still learning that. You know, when I say it, so when you look at the psychology and the moves and the movement and the crispness and how they do it, because you pretty much like when you're watching film, you're pretty much like, "Wait a minute, they're doing the same thing I'm doing in training school." Like, what what am I? Like, how can I do it the way they do it? Or what is, like, how do they do that, you know? Yeah, you know, how can I improve it? How can I, you know, do it? Like, how how did they do that? How did he get from his hammerlock to the headlock without making it look slop? You know, how did he do it like that? Right. Which is why I also kind of study Brett. I was going to say Brett Farr, but. Brett Hart, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Brett Hart, you know. (laughs) No, yeah, which is why I study him, because he's more of the art form. I kind of watch him for striking, too. Okay. Yeah, his striking is pretty amazing, you know. Oh, it's funny because uh, as I'm interviewing you, you know, you're, you know, you're a smaller guy. You were been smaller, you know, physically framed. I grew up, even on the wrestling mat, I was always bigger than everybody else. Uh, right. And, you know, I was, I actually, I hated amateur wrestling because I was so big. I was wrestling kids two, three years older than me, and they had experience yeah. kicking my butt for years and years, and I'm like... I don't like this. I'm getting beat up. Like I'm not winning. Right. Um, but because of my background in amateur wrestling, watching pro wrestling, I, I, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Owen Hart. I liked the little guys. I liked the technical guys, like the big guys. Like, I, I liked some of the big guys. Like I was a, I right. was a Nash fan. I liked Undertaker, but I, I really, I wasn't into Sid Vicious. I didn't like the road warriors. I liked guys who could actually technically wrestle. So I'm, I'm this, I'm this big kid and I want to do, you know, I want to do top rope elbow drops and I want to do super kicks. I want to do suplexes. And I'll do all this mat wrestling when I was right, right. The powerhouse, you know? Right, right, right. Man, uh, I don't want to give away my age or your age, but you know, the road warriors, that's uh, before my time. Oh, yeah, I know that's way before your time. <laughs> <laughs> road warriors you know, is way was, before your time. When I, when I was, uh, when I was uh, starting to watch wrestling, they was kind of phasing away from me, you know, those kind of stepping away. Wrestling, you know, <laughs> they, they, they were fading away around the time you were born. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, big guys, you know, the big powerful guys, like, um, you like today, like Mike Strowman, you know, like, I like him, but like, I, I, give me a, give me a, give me, I'd rather have a Dolph Ziggler or, or a Kofi Kingston, you know, even, even wrestlers who I can't stand. Like, I can't stand Daniel Bryan, for example, but I love watching him work because he's phenomenal. I don't, don't like, like about Daniel Bryan. I don't, don't like, like about Daniel Bryan. I man. don't. There's something about him that just is it breaks me the, the wrong way. Is no, it's not the planet type of deal. I, I've been watching <laughs> Brian Danielson since Ring of Honor. There's just something. Okay. Okay. I liked him more in Ring of Honor. 
Um, there's something about his WWE mm. gimmicks that I just have I've just I, I didn't like him. You know, I love I love watching him in the ring because he is phenomenal. But just 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 his character is just great me the wrong way. I just and now I look at him and I'm like and I, I'm like, oh dude, I don't want to hate you, but I do. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, man. Like, um, I didn't really hear about like Ring of Honor until I got into pro wrestling. Like, till I actually got into business myself, because you know, like some of the boys in the locker room, they're like huge marks of like other wrestling. So I'm just sitting there like, what's the new Japan? Like, oh, well, who's wow, this yeah. guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Ring of like Ring of Honor, what's that? I mean, I, I heard like CM Punk mention it, but like, what is it? <laughs> like, what is it? How do you watch it? Because you know, like we've all been access to WWE. Right. Know? Like this before the internet was like really popular. I'm just sitting there like, how do you get access to all of this stuff? Like I've never really heard of ECW until like they invaded <laughs> Raw and SmackDown. You know, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, it's um obviously because of the age difference for for me was I I am blessed to come up pretty much in like the golden age for that exposure because I'm mm -hmm. old enough to remember the end of the territory days. I'm mm -hmm. old enough to remember the boom of WWF, the Monday Night Wars, and living in Pennsylvania. I grew up, I grew know, up in that era, the yeah. Monday Night Wars era. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I was, the thing is, I was a teenager during that time. So as a rebellious right. teenager, you've got DX over here, you've got the NWO over here, you've got uh, you know The Rock, you've got Austin, and then living in an hour outside of Philadelphia, I had ECW in my backyard. So yeah, I would, yeah, I would yeah, go down yeah. to Philly with my with my friends, and we would go to ECW shows. And see what I'm saying? Like, we, I ain't have no access to that, man. Trust me, <laughs> trust me. We I should not have been at ECW shows. If my parents knew what was going on at the ECW shows, they would have not let me go. <laughs> So what? <laughs> so, so, so wild stuff at 15 years old in in South Philly. Uh, so, but um, but because of that, you know the like message boards, for example, have been around even the early days of the internet. Rumor boards, message boards have been out there. So that's how I heard of Ring of Honor. Um, I learned about right. New Japan thanks to their deal with WCW during the Monday Night Wars. They were bringing you know Yuji Nagata and and uh. Mashihiro and all those Jap Japanese See, guys. So that's how I heard about like, it. I was a little kid, man. I yeah, was you like were you were in kindergarten. A kid. I was I was like in kindergarten when all this stuff was going on. So I was like, I don't want to see these guys. Give me like Goldberg. Give me Scott <laughs> Hall. Or, you know, give me give me uh, the Undertaker or Kane or somebody right now. Like, I don't know who these guys are. <laughs> see now, and I was in study hall. You know, on when I was supposed to be studying, and I'm on the internet looking up you know New Japan wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to learn, you know, trying to learn about Jushin Liger, and you know. Uh, I, now, see, I knew about him though. I knew about him and like Ultimo Dragon. That was like about it, maybe. And then to Jerry. Oh yeah, that was about it, man. Oh, see, and you, you, missed the, you missed the great year years of Jerry and ECW. Oh man, great. Oh, been super crazy. Just yeah. Oh, if you haven't seen so look on the on the network, I don't know if they're on the network, but um, if they are early ECW, like. I want to say yeah, they should have all 98. Yeah. yeah. Super crazy. And to Jerry to put on some whew. like even even like Jerry Lynn and like Rob Van Dam, like oh. they put on some great matches, man. Like they sure I was did. just watching I was just watching some highlights of their match like the other day on YouTube. I was like, wow. <laughs> 
Yes, they they put that they had fantastic product in ECW, like and their focus was on the in ring product. You know, you look at you know RVD, Sabu, Jerry Lynn. People people forget how great he was. Even guys Taz, Taz, Taz. um, guys you may not even heard of, like guys like Mikey Whipwreck. Um, yeah, nobody. You know, you you (laughs) had you had Kronos before he passed away. Him and Saturn as the Eliminators. Um, if you don't know about John Cronus, John Cronus was Saturn's tag team partner. They were the eliminators. John Cronus was my size, like six foot six one. He was probably two seventy five, and he was agile. Dude, dude would do you know cartwheels, back handsprings in the ring. Like dude was hyper, hyper athletic. Big white dude with full beard. Cronus was he could move. He was. Really I'm about to watch him then. You have to watch, watch yourself in the Limoneers match. I'll see. I don't, I don't know if there's any on YouTube that I have favorited, but if there are, I'll I'll tag you in one. Because Limoneers were dope. Um, Man. So many great workers, uh, especially during that time. Guys who could just do amazing things. And not obviously we have those now. Yeah. If you. Being were with the way wrestling is trending as far as the, the, the way they tell stories nowadays in the ring, uh, especially with the hyper-athleticism with the guys like the Ricochets and the Ospreys. Where do you see, because obviously those are, you know, those guys are just, they're on a whole other level. Um, where, that's where, lights. Yeah, that's lights out. <laughs> um, that, that's, they're, they're elite athletes, man. Like, Ricochet is, like, one of the best athletes I've ever seen in, like, pro wrestling. Today. He, he's, like, he's, like, a real-life – him and Osprey are real-life ninjas. There, there's no like, way they can go up that high lane on their feet. No. They're like, half-cap. <laughs> they got they, they to got, they be. They got to be. And it's funny you mentioned them, too, because uh, I didn't really hear about them until I got in, and I was watching the clip, and they was, it, was, it was in New Japan, and they was doing all that – all oh, the, stuff, the flippy match. Just, yes. Yes. Yeah, so I'm Everybody just sitting there. I'm the just like, match. the one that kind of went viral, and I guess it kind of made them popular. I'm just sitting there like, really? <laughs> and my friends was like, the ones who got wrestling, they knew I was a wrestler. They was like, you know, if you do all this stuff, maybe I stop going. Or maybe I start going. I was like, man, first of all, I'm tired just looking at this stuff right now. Right. I'm, like, I, I'm already winded just by looking at all right, this. Right, right, can I get just, some Gatorade? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like that is like that style is so different compared to how we do things down south. Like, cause like like where like where we're at, we kind of keep it very old school. So there's okay. no like there's no like hitting like you finish it three to four times in a match and stuff like that. I mean, if anything, we may hit the finisher, do like a false finisher, and they may kick out, and then somebody else hit their finisher, and they'll go over. That's it. Yeah. We kind of keep it old school, keep it basic, you know, because our fans, they're not, they're not really, you have some of those marks that are into that cool, flashy stuff, but they're not really into all of that for us. So, like, you book the Young Bucks down here, you know, like, they no, may you, draw. You can't book the Young Bucks but, but people, <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, if you bring the Young Bucks down here, like, people are just going to sit there and not know what's going on. Right, and be like, why are they doing another it, super kick? Yeah, like, what's up with all of this? Yeah. You know, because like I said, like it's a bunch of like down south is a bunch of wrestling peers right here. Like they keep it, they keep it very old school. Yes. So we kind of work the old school, like like the old school wrestling style, like back from the NWA days. Right. Like they that. love their southern wrestling. Yeah, yes, yes. That's and, 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 you know, and I'm I've never you know, as a Midwesterner by nature, I've never been a southern wrestling guy. But one thing I do have in common with them and is I appreciate honoring the finisher like 
if it's a finisher, it, it should finish the match. Like people really shouldn't be kicking out. If you hit the move, that's supposed to be it. You know, now yeah. if if some interference happens, you know, someone grabs the referee, you know, some shenanigans, okay, then you know, slow count or whatever, they kick out. But you know, people shouldn't be hitting ten finishers in a match. Yeah, I just, I just, I just, like, yeah, I'm not, just I'm not into that either. You know, as much as I like the athleticism in, in certain parts of uh, the newer wave of wrestling, you know, like let me ask you, did you watch? Um, Omega and Jericho at Double or Nothing. Uh, I watched part of it. Okay, I appreciate yeah. the fact that they end in the match, like Jericho hit the juice effect, and that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. Yeah, one hit, put Kenny down, covered him, match over. And I was like, wow, that's but how see, you the thing end is, a match. Yeah, see the thing is, you know, Jericho got. Almost thirty years wrestling experience, believe it or not. So like he's kind oh, of yeah. been all over the world. So he's worked like every style, but he knows to, you know, once he hits a finisher, that's it. I mean, you know, there are some times where, you know, you hit your finisher, they kick out. Like if it's a big match or something like that, you know. But other than that, like I shouldn't have to hit my finisher like six times. Like this ain't right. a video game. You know, right. what I mean? like this is this is this is this is pro wrestling. You're kind of looking at this like a real fight. Like if I was to hit you with a big punch. And I knock you down, you know, like, are you really going to get back up? Like, if I hit you hard enough to where you fall down, are you really going to get back up and try to fight again? No, you're probably going to get up and stumble. And then your friends right. are like, no, nah, that's it. That's it, man. Yeah, you know? your friends are going to throw the talent on you in for you. Exactly. Yeah. You have, you have to be you able know? to suspend the belief. Yes. Like, I shouldn't have to do all of that. You know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't powerbomb you from the top of the ladder and then you pop right back up. You gotta know what, <laughs> right. I'm, going, you gotta know what I'm talking about right there. I know exactly what you're talking about right you there. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like, some people try to justify it. I'm never, I'm never gonna agree with that. Same with like the whole, the, the hidden Canadian destroyers in the match. Yeah, hitting you 18 know? Canadian destroyers, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, if if he allegedly stopped it or broke it up by doing a handstand, I got it. But if I'm hitting you with a Canadian destroyer, you hit me with a Canadian destroyer, and then we got other things to do. Like, what's the point of that? <laughs> like, yeah, there's no he beats point me doing that. If you hit me with a Canadian destroyer, I'm going to sit there. We're going to go home. One, two, three. That's right. it. That's it. You know, because because if I drop you on your head in real life. You're not going to pop back up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no, you're going to be holding your head and hoping and praying to God that you're not paralyzed with your neck. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of you finishers, I mean? oh, speaking of finishers, describe how you came up with your finisher. Uh, man. Wow. Uh, which one? I mean, because, you know, the scissor kick, I just, I, I just asked my trainer how to do the scissor kick. <laughs> so he showed me how to do it and I did it and I just started using it. At first, my first finishing move was JBL's clothesline from hell. And the reason why I got that was because I was in shape compared to everybody there. Mm -hmm. So and then my, my trainer was like, You kind of throw a pretty good clothesline, you know, so that should be your finisher. So I was going over with that. <laughs> and then once I left that promotion and went to another promotion in Louisiana, they was like, nah, you don't need no clothesline, you're not a big guy. So that was all right. I do the scissors kick. So I've been doing the scissors kick. As far as the king's cutters, what I just called it, um, right? I actually got that from uh, Riot, my opponent. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, we was all just going over the match in the back or in Gorilla. Yes. Back <laughs> in your gorilla, gorilla position. Gorilla, you know, yes. <laughs> he was like, man, how about you uh, just do this move? He was like, just kind of reverse my tombstone and kind of do the twist of fate. Instead of doing the twist of fate, like you come all the way down and I just take a face bump and he just give me the cutter with it. And then so we practiced it and I was like, yeah, because don't nobody really do that. So yeah, well, he, he gave me that move and I went over with it that night. <laughs> well, I like it. It's um it definitely looks innovative. You don't you don't see yeah. cutter being hit like that often. Uh, especially no. when a lot of a lot of people were hitting cutters nowadays. You know, almost everybody <laughs> has a cutter. You know, obviously deal with DDP and, and Randy helped make it super big, but you know, the heart the Hardys have been hitting cutters their entire career and um you know, Lee, Jay Lethal has his, you know, backhand spring cutter. and Yeah. Um, I'm about to say, uh, I've seen, uh, I'm about to say, Will Ospreay. He uh, did Os- the cutter. cutter, cutter. Yep. Yeah. Um, this guy named Chris Sylvia, if you never heard of him, but he's kind of like in the Florida area. And then sometimes, sometimes he'd be like in Italy, but he actually goes to the top rope and hits the cutter. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's weird. I've never seen it. Bubba, Bubba Ray's yes. cutter. You, you got it's a lot of cutters out there. Yeah, man. So it's like I kind of wanted to do the cutter anyways because it was quick. Somebody suggested I do the cold break, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, somebody else was using that. I kind of I like to respect everybody's finisher. You know, by not by like using their finisher move. You know what I mean? So, like, if if I was on the show with Booker T, I'm not going to do this. You're not going to get to see <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah, That, that would be disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like, unless he's losing. I probably wouldn't even do it then if he's losing that night. Uh, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even ask him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would probably be like, Book, Book would probably have to say to you, look, young blood, I'm going to let you use my move. This is help push you over. Just, just, just do it, sucker. Just, just hit me with it. Hit me with the kick. <laughs> you know what I mean? And plus, like, I'm like, he's like twice my size, so he's probably oh, he, looking he was me six like, four. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, compared to him, I'm a cruiserweight. Really, I'm a cruiserweight. So he's looking like, really? <laughs> like, really, you? No, you ain't finna do my. <laughs> you ain't finna do my scissors kick. I don't care how long you've been doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you get the opportunity to to work with him in reality of wrestling. That would be that would be dope. Oh man, that'll be that'll be that'll be like a huge accomplishment, man. Because he's like one of my idols in wrestling. You know what I mean? I kind of I kind of took some of his mannerisms and put them in my game. Okay. You know what I mean? Like how I move around the ring, how I bounce around, how I lock up, and all that stuff. You know, I kind of took his mannerisms and put him in my game. You know, because uh, he's been kind of the one I've been studying lately. Okay. Like these past, like these past couple of years, I've been kind of studying him. So you mentioned Bret Hart previously, and and now Booker. So who would you, if there's one or if it's multiple, but who would you say you pattern your wrestling style most after? Oof, man! Like I said, <laughs> oh, it would probably have to be uh, Booker T, man. Okay. It'll have to be. It'll, it'll have to be him. You know, he's okay. like kind of on orthodox. I I kind of incorporate a little bit of athleticism, but not too much. You know, but yeah, like he he kind of puts that flair on moves and that funk on it. So I try yes. to do the same thing. You know what I mean? 
he's more entertaining. So I kind of try to bring that value to the king. And it's, okay. Hey, maybe yeah. he'll let you use the Harlem hangover. Man. That wasn't- I don't know about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna take too much from him now. You know, I kind of, you know, I'm not looking at the scissors kick as me biting. I kind of look at it as me paying homage to him. You know? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, definitely. Know? Yeah, some people, you know, when I hit it, some people wait for me to like. You should do the spin and Rooney. I'm like, okay, I can't do all that. Nah, I <laughs> hey, well, I, 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 okay. Oh, and I have to tell this story now that we're talking about spin and Rooney. So when I was in college, um, that was. 2000, 2001. So that's when the invasion was going wow. on. <laughs> been rooting all over the place. I'm in college. I'm a college. You know, I'm a college athlete playing college ball, and um, unfortunately, I stopped growing in high school. So I went from being in eighth grade, being a, you know a six foot, you know power forward, small forward who could do everything, to now I'm a, you know now I'm in college. I'm still six foot, and now <laughs> the six foot small forwards, power forwards don't actually work in college. So uh, I'm, yeah, not nope. getting, I'm not getting the playing time I'd like to get, but I, I, I've always been an entertainer. Uh, on the court, off the court, I'm, I've always been, it's, it's, I don't know, I don't, it's, I've, I've been a natural ham. So, um, oh, man, you've been great. <laughs> oh, trust, trust me. Um, I, I'll, I'll get into that later. But um, we were playing, we were at home. I forget who we were playing against. But I said to my teammates, I was like, if I play and we win, and I said, if I get like like three assists or something like that, I said, I'm going to do the spinner Rooney. And they're like, they're like, you're full of it. You ain't, you, you ain't doing that. I said, trust me. I said, trust me. I will do it. I don't care if I get in tech. I, I do not care. I will do it. <laughs> I'm kind of, uh, as you're telling the story, I'm kind of like having a visual of how this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're playing, we're playing this, um, I think we're playing Moravian College out here, out from Bethlehem. And I get in the game. I actually got a tech because I went to block a shot and missed and slapped the backboard and the ref tech me up, which pissed me off. Hey, uh, I was so And my coach called me down. He's like, it's okay. You did nothing wrong. Calm down. I'm not taking you out of the game. So I play, I get, I drop like four assists in like a minute and 30 seconds because I was just like, and I played really aggressive when I was mad. So I was just, I got a couple boards, stole the ball, dropped a dime here, dime here, dime there. Looked at my coach. I'm like, that's why you should play me more. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the games, so the game ends, we win by like double digits, whatever. So I'm mid court and all my teammates are looking at me because I said I was going to do it. Right. <laughs> so I get, I get that on my knee. Start looking at the hand, start shaking my head, <laughs> and I but I busted Spinner Rudy right there, center court, in front of everybody, crowd, <laughs> for the opposing team. I did, did not care. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, you you gotta you get better than me, man." I, I was like, "No, nah, I was just you know I was just talking noise, you know." <laughs> I I did I did it there. I I I've done it in the parking lot after you know I. Like oh, I did I did not see. Like I'm the I'm the cat who in high school we had a senior bench where this all only the senior cat. I, didn't, yeah. I sat there anyway. Um, I was a junior for during Christmas. I went to our local mall and I bought uh, a mask of the Rock. I had this shirt that looked like a disco ball, it was super glittery. So I wore yeah. the shirt, 
and I wore the rock mask. I sat on that senior bench, put a, uh, put a Santa hat on top of the mask, and I played rock. And I was sitting there. Girls would walk by, and I'd be like, you, come sit on Santa Rock's lap. Santa Rock. All girl, right. Girl would sit down, and I'd be like, tell Santa Rock what you want for Christmas. And she and she giggle and be like, no, tell Santa Rock what you want for Christmas. And she'd be like, oh, well, I'm just thinking, it doesn't matter what you want for Christmas. Santa Rock says, you tell like, I, mean, I would just, just do just that wild promo. Just, I, I just, the, just, just because, a born entertainer, man. Yeah. That's a born entertainer, man. You'd have been great. Yeah, you'd have been great, man. Oh. Uh, that, that, that's Sucks. why I'm like, if anything, you know, I'll, I'll become a, I'll, I'll become like a, the black Joel Gertner, and I'll just cut promos, and and not have to take bombs because I'm too old for that anyway. <laughs> true, true, true. Nothing wrong with that, man. I, I'm, I'm getting too close to forty. I, I ain't taking no bumps unless they pay me a whole lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you OG in the game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can't say that, but I've been, I'm definitely. Um, I'm I'm an attitude era kid, so you know you know, cutting promos is what you did back then. Yeah. The wrestling was See, fantastic man. during that era. It was all uh, about attitude and promos. I would love to have been like my age now, which is like 26, in that like during like during that time frame. Like, oh man, that was a wild time, man. I was just everybody's doing all this stuff, and I'm just a little kid, you know, can't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was a teenager, and I wasn't supposed to be doing all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Other than wrestling with my little friends, you know, they come in the house, and we wrestle. I wrestle my dad, and since I had, like, brothers and sisters, he wrestled all of us. <laughs> I think my dad initially was a wrestling fan, but I don't think he really, like, was a hardcore wrestling fan like I was. Is it my, my father, he he enjoyed it himself, but yeah. uh, he wasn't hardcore. He would watch every once in a while. I mean, he, um, he was a big football player. Um, he still has state you know, um, records in the state of Michigan. Okay. He was a fantastic player. Uh, but because of his football background, he was a big fan of Goldberg. He loved watching Goldberg spear people. You know, he loved the, you know, the lie that Goldberg yeah. did. All that. Yeah. Um, that resonated really a lot with him. So when I was watching WCW, my dad would watch. When I was watching WWF, I made sure I was, like, in the basement by myself because, you know, Austin was coming uh, out, flipping everybody off. And yeah. Telling everybody to suck it. <laughs> yeah, like, he's looking around like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm probably not supposed to be watching this. <laughs> it, it's crazy because, like, you know, uh, my dad didn't really care about all that, you know, because since I was a good kid, he was like, my son ain't going to do all that. I mean, he probably is, but if I tell him don't do it no more, he ain't going to do it because he's going to think about me. And my dad, he used to be, he, used to, he was a drill sergeant in the Army, so, like. Mm, no nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he was not playing, you know. So, like, once he said don't do it, that meant don't do it. Don't do <laughs> I, I am I am very grateful that. Uh, my parents never caught me crotch shopping at anybody because I did that a whole, whole, whole lot. Uh, <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. I, was, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I probably, I probably shouldn't be doing this. And let me, let me, let me stop. Let me, let me act safe. Um, stop, stop crotch shopping at these people. <laughs> well, yeah, let me, yeah. well, let me, um, now I'm noticing, you know, you're behind you. You've got, you know, some Spider-Man back there. Um, let me ask you, have you thought, because it's becoming a trend now with cosplaying uh, <clears throat> with, the, with your ring gear, have you thought about incorporating any of your favorites uh, into, into ring gear? 
Uh, yeah, but you know, it's kind of hard because you know, like in today's wrestling, you know, you come up with an idea and then like you kind of formulate it in your mind, and then next thing you know, like you get to scrolling on Facebook and somebody already got it. <laughs> so it's like great, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like when I wanted to do the whole King gimmick, you know, like next thing you know, I'm starting to see like a bunch of Kings on, you know, that calling themselves Kings of Wrestling or like if, you know, if I want to get some Black Panther custom-made gear, next thing you know, Rape Stereo didn't have Black Panther gear, MVP didn't have Black Panther gear, mm-hmm. some guy in Memphis, he got Black, Black Panther, Panther gear, gear, so I'm just like, great. Now, if I want to do Spider-Man, well, Osprey did the Spider-Man thing, somebody yeah. else did it, so I was like, you know what I think? I'm going to just let them have the cosplay. <laughs> well, if, 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 but if it's something you want to do, so I, I thought about that, and I, growing up as a big comic book nerd, I would probably, um, I would, if it was me, just speaking just off the cuff here, if I was trying to, if I was in the business, um, or, or even when I was training with, uh, with the Samoans, I would have gone after you, someone that I like, that is not that well-known. So, um, but see, I ain't had that going for me because I'm just a casual, you know, yeah. comic fan. You know what I mean? So, well, see, like, if I was a hardcore, I would go after, you know, somebody. <laughs> that, well, you know, I'll, I'll I'll give you some suggestions to look at because I'm because I'm the big because I'm the comic book nerd. Um, if you like the Spider-Man colors, um, or even like the red and yellow, I will look up the Rocket Racer, young brother, um, from actually from Spider-Man. Um, Prowler, who actually was in the uh, Into the Spider Verse movie, um, yeah. there's there are two Prowlers, but the, the purple um, and green with the black it could be a dope color scheme. Um, also, Blue Marvel, um, blue and white, um, which could definitely fit you, especially with the color of your title. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that would be dope. Um, and then let me think of one more. Uh, oh, and if you're gonna go, the thing is, one thing that no one's really doing, WWE or not, that I've noticed, no one is going heel with their cosplay. If you're running a heel persona, there's a lot of uh, that would be something that no one's doing that you could do. It's that ahead. is true. Um, no healing you some 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 villains or whatever. Or <laughs> yeah, like I I mean, except for like um, Alexa Bliss doing her. Yeah, you know, Alexa Bliss did her Harley Quinn, but no one, I haven't seen any men do Joker or anything like that. But you could do um, Cardiac. He is a vigilante, kind of an anti hero from Marvel. That was That's a brother. He's, you know, you could do something like him that's more of a heel, more of a bad guy. There's, um, <clears throat> there's definitely ones you could do. And that would, and anybody that see it would be copying you. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah, I'd be the have trendsetter to, um, there. Yeah, I had to do some serious digging. <laughs> some some you know I mean? de- yeah, some some design some, some design work. Yes, there. <laughs> some serious digging, and I had to hit up my uh, my gear makers and be like, "Hey, what about this concept? <laughs> you know, like I got this concept in mind. Can you draw it up for me? Can you do it? You know, yeah, 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 we can do that." <laughs> I think that because that's something that I think is going to continue to grow within pro wrestling. Because fans are, are they they love it. I mean, when when um when Gargano came out in that Iron Man cosplay, yeah, that was that was fire. Nah. I was kind of clueless to Seth Rollins' gear. Uh, oh yeah, he's done the White Ranger. He's done Thanos. 
yeah, but like this 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 past one, what, what was it? Uh, uh, the past show was it Money in the Bank? He wore that uh, Avengers, the new Avengers suit. Yes, the Avengers. Or was it from yeah, the, end game, oh. the end game suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That suit. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, I was like, oh, I couldn't. Catch, it didn't. It didn't hit me at first, and I was like, what? What is he wearing? He always got some weird gear going on. <laughs> like, what is he doing? <laughs> Yeah, like Rollins, somebody, Rollins has some of the best gear out there, period. Yeah. Um, when he first broke away from the shield and he went to the kickback, I didn't really like his kickbacks. Not that's another thing about me. I'll be critiquing people's gear and what's okay. like in the ring. Nah, like, yo, I I'm gonna really, show Michael's mark. Trust me, I critique gear like nobody else. <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't I don't really like I don't like the I don't like his kick pads. I don't like his boots. Or what was the point of that? Or you know, like, like back. You notice, uh, like in the eighties and nineties, when like the guys wore tights, they would wear trunks mm-hmm. over the tights. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like that. No. <laughs> I didn't get the. I didn't get the point of that. No, there is no point of that. It just. <laughs> I was like, why would you? What? Huh? Why? Yeah, like, what, what is this? <laughs> what? What is the point of that? I'm like, say because because Brett did it, Taker did it, Booker T did it when he uh, dropped the 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 ones the one piece to the tights. He did the little tights in the trunks. Yeah, he did that for a little bit. I'm glad he stopped. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Did out? That was horrible. I'm glad we were away from that part. Right? Oh, thank God. Yes, it was <laughs> yeah, horrible. That's another thing, man. It's kind of hard coming out with gear because you know everybody's. Everybody's wearing trunks, so everybody's wearing tights, and everybody's wearing kick pads and those shiny knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's wearing those, you know what I mean? So it's kind of hard to be original in wrestling. That's true. That's, that's, days, you make a great it's point. I was going to ask you on, on how – so outside, obviously, of – and I've seen you know, some of your, your, your gear and even the, um, the Eddie Guerrero homage ones that you had done that, that, that look great. Uh, oh, yeah. How how else outside you know, with your with your look do you strive to separate yourself, you know, from from anyone else out there? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, you know, my father always taught me growing up to always be different. You know, mm-hmm. always always try to stand out. You know what I mean? Don't try to blend in. Don't follow people. You know, just try to be yourself. You know what I mean? So it took me forever to actually like understand that and find out who I really was and just embrace who I am. You know what I mean? So when it comes to wrestling and my gear, I try to be as different as possible, Mm -hmm. but I take, I take bits and pieces from other people. Like if you look at my, my black King LB tights, yeah, fabric. I actually got that idea from Kenny Omega's gear because he had like the. I think he was wearing like a vinyl or leather type yeah, gear. So, like, so I kind of like his pants. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I was like, I like that. And then I shot it to my uh, my gear mech and I asked him, "What fabric is that?" And then he told me that he. I was like, "Yeah, give me that fabric. You know, we'll work a design, or whatever." So yeah, I kind of get all my stuff from like other stuff. Like I don't really see people wearing the split color tights anymore. Yeah. So like my my Eddie Guerrero with the mixture of Booker T from WCW the flavor you know that flair you know I got that on my tights I'm gonna debut them actually tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, tomorrow, man. You know, so now I'm just waiting on my boots to come in because I actually found a decent uh, boot maker now. Okay. Yeah. So that was a big concern for me. I was um after going to camp a couple times with the Samoans, um, Austin Senior moved their school to Florida. 
Um, yeah. you know, their main school is now. Now they still have like a branch up here, but their yeah. main school is in Florida. Um, it's in, uh, I think they're uh, in Pensacola, I believe now. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So Seeker, we're Seeker got a promotion out there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, so where they so where Wild Samoa Training Center used to be, um, was where Shakara started. So Quackenbush yeah. and Reckless Youth um, opened Shakara in Allentown. And I was, you know, I was in college and I was thinking, and I went to their, their, their initial event. They were, you know, where they were introducing who they were, you know, you know, why there will be value in training with them. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I wish I had $3,000. Like, right. Like, yeah, man, like this. I I wish I had the money. And then I was like, and I was talking to him and Quack was, you know, he was really, really cool, very open. Uh, And I was talking to him and I said, well, I was like, well, what about, like, what about ring gear? So like you train in, I was like, I see Russell, Russell's wear boots. And I, you know, I said, I said to him, look, so I'm, I'm a basketball player. I wear size 18. How am I supposed to get wrestling boots? Cause I, I struggle enough to get sneakers. He's right. like, he goes, right. okay, you've got a, you wear a size 18. I wear a size 18, bro. Yeah. Oh my. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, well, one one of my, my, my not my finisher, but my my setup move, um, you know my my signature, I guess for lack of a better term, was was going to be a super kick, super kick because you know I'm hitting you in the face with a size 18 shoe. Yeah, you know. Well, listen, <laughs> if you would if you would have stuck wrestling with wrestling, if we would have ever met up, that would have been your finisher for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> your foot going to my head like that size 18, I'm staying down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I, I had a move set, and and I my move set it came from the my role playing you know my online role playing days, and as much as I loved the super kick, oh yeah, I, I did wrestling. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, well, oh yeah. Um, that's a long story, um, and I'm I, I I'm I am still there's a certain there's a there is a wrestler who works for Vince right now who I personally have beef with not not shouldn't say personally beef with but i i have a little beef with because he or tna stole my gimmick um but that's a long story that i'll tell you another time um but they stole my gimmick and i'm still mad about that uh and my wife is still mad about that let me tell you, i'm <laughs> and we weren't even married that that's how far back it goes um this is 2000 2001 2002 uh maybe this is pro wrestling man stole my gimmick I'm still yeah, mad this about is pro wrestling, man. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's from, I know. Um, I'm about to say because uh, there's. Hold on, I'm sorry to cut you off, man. Oh, but, go ahead. Uh, I'm about to say there's this guy uh, over here in Louisiana, New Orleans. There, his name is Purple Haze. Now, if you look at Purple Haze, you'll kind of think of Velveteen Dream. Mm, yeah. A little bit, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> you gotta see some similarities there because Purple Haze wore purple, Velveteen Dream kind of wore purple. I mean, I kind of like what Velveteen Dream doing with his gear and all. Oh, that I, stuff. I, I love what Velveteen's doing. You know. Velveteen is Prince in the ring. I mean, it's it's amazing. But um, so I, I didn't have I didn't have a super kick in my in my move set, and my one of my uncles, uh, I was talking to him, and he goes. Why wouldn't you have a kick? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, boy, you know how big your feet are. Why would you not have a kick <laughs> in there? I'm like, he's like, that. he was trying to make it my gimmick. I'm like, okay, I'm not having a gimmick based on my feet. That's not gonna last long. But right. you need to have a kick. He's like, how do you? How, how can you not? And I thought about right. it. I'm like, I, I have bigger feet than Taker, 
Nash, Kane. Okay. Yeah. A kick makes sense. So, uh, a lot I'm, of sense. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll throw. And, I th- and at that time, you know, two, you know, I was still good to 240. I threw, you know, I threw a really good super kick on, on either leg. So I was like, okay, I, I could, I could, I could, I could, I could work with that. Well, yeah, the Shawn Michaels build when he first started. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, I had that thick shade, that thick HBK build, the AWA Shawn Michaels build. Yes, yes, <laughs> pre W, you know, uh, pre Intercontinental Rocker days. You know? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, pre 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 mullet and the and the long dangly you know a poison earring thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, speaking of earrings, man, like I'm trying to I'm on a quest to find them them hoop earrings that the brothers used to wear back in the nineties because you know since I'm bald now you know I figure I go. Oh, you gonna get the MJ hoop? Go put that hoop in your left ear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Steve Austin had it. Ahmed Johnson did it. You know what I mean? So why not? Yeah, Ahmed did rock the hoops. Yes, he did. You know what I mean? So why not? You know, I guess that's a bald look. You know, when you bald. Well, no, you that was see, you took you see you took him to remember. That's what Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan made made the ball head with the with the gold with the gold hoop in the left shoe. That he made that popular. And then Scotty right, Pippen, right. Scotty Pippen copied it. All these people started copying, it. and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, brothers were wearing were wearing the gold hoop in the left ear. See, it don't look good if you got hair. You know, it just it just fits the ball head. Yes, it is a ball. Like, it, yes, it's a ball thing. You ball, yeah, you got yeah. to rock the gold hoop. That's yeah, got to. So I'm on the quest of if I can find one at Walmart or some anywhere, I'm definitely getting one. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> you know, your ball joined the gold hoop club. You might as well. I, mean, I, I guess I can uh, convince David to do it too. <laughs> uh, last question for you. Um, where, what, where's your? Obviously, as you know, adults, you know, we want to have um, plans for for our ventures. Where do you see? Where's your goal for? For LB Hughes, you know, five years down the road, um, you know, whether it's in the business or, or, or not, where do you see yourself? Uh, where do you want to be? What's your goal projected to to accomplish within the next within the next five years? Oh man, um, just to you know get better at wrestling, man. I mean, my ultimate goal is, to, of course, you know, be at WWE. That's the that's the thing to say, but you right. know me. Uh, I don't want to go right away. I want to go when I'm comfortable and confident enough. But you know, I, I kind of want to take the journeyman route. I kind of want to build my name up down south. Okay, mm-hmm. conquer the south. Come back every now and then. Go to the Midwest. Go to the East Coast, the West Coast. Go to Canada. I would love to go to Japan. You know, but you know, ain't too many brothers over there. So I'm a little, <laughs> got a little question mark on there. You know, I would love to. I would love to learn the UK strong style. Mm, okay. Because you know, a lot of because a lot of them people from the UK for some odd reason I don't know what it is, but they can wrestle. I don't understand oh, yeah. it. I don't know what it, I don't know what they doing over there, but they're really big on back. I think Will Ospreay is like the only one that doesn't do the the mat game stuff. Yeah, like I'll, that. Yeah, he's he's a rarity. Um, UK, they're they're shooters, man. They yeah, they, they they like to really blur that line between working and shooting. They like to tag you. They like getting yes. tagged. Um, yes, you know. I mean, if you, I remember that uh, Walter and Pete Dunn's match at, at Takeover. 
I was like, I'm not taking them chops from Walter. <laughs> and, and, right. And you see Pete Dunn, you know, he's like a cruiserweight, but he doesn't do cruiserweight stuff. He's more of a technician. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, like I watch all of those guys. Like, even NXT UK, I watch all of those girls, too. And they just all <laughs> tech savvy. You know, they all put on wrestling clinics. So, like, I would love to go to them. Hard. Yes. Yes. And in Jap- and in Japan, they do the same thing, but they actually incorporate more striking as yes. well. You know, so Japanese I would love to go over there too. A lot, a lot more of those, a lot more of the knees, a lot more of the kicks. The yes. strong style is, yeah. I'm not trying to take them running knees either. They can keep them, yeah. shining, they can keep them shining wizards away from my head. No, right, right, no. yes. Or, or even um, Adam Cole's knee. You yes. know that I might. I might steal Kenny Omega's knee. I just might steal that. <laughs> well, no, you can. You, you know, if you do that, you see everyone's doing V triggers now. Uh, you know. I, oh, they are. Oh yeah, I, I was watching some match. Uh, Man, I was thinking about doing that all day too. I was just practicing. Just like, I just want to beat somebody. I was watching um, an NXT match. It was the women's, and, and one of the women hit the, hit, hit the knee, and they called it a V-trigger, too. They're like, oh, what's the V-trigger? I'm like, yo, I heard that 50 times during that. Turn yeah. that I don't need to hear yeah. Like, hey, every, every yeah, man. feeling that V-trigger. You, yeah, you can't feel that now. You got you to gotta feel something else. Maybe steal Triple H's knee. No one does. Something. No one does the Harley Race, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it goes to what the veterans tell me in the locker room. Just uh, – Watch the real old stuff that nobody's watching. So what's old becomes new again. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I have to go all the way back to the 70s or whatnot, or the 80s, because ain't nobody really watching that stuff. They'll probably go as far as back as the maybe early 90s and early 2000s, and then that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. unless you're an old head like me, you're not watching 80s wrestling probably. Yeah, those those guys, you know. I don't know. To me, if if I was you, young, and I wanted to learn from the old guys, um, I'm sure you'd watch the match. But I would take anything I could take from WrestleMania three oh, yeah. with Steamboat and Savage because it's, it's Steamboat, uh, Steamboat, man. I, would, I don't know how much Steamboat, to. I don't know how much Steamboat you've watched, but Steamboat was a machine. Oh, yeah, I, I watched a little bit of his stuff, man, but uh. I would do that, but since that's kind of popular, new, old, I'm not going to take nothing from that match. But I'll probably watch like some other stuff that don't nobody really watch and try to incorporate it in my stuff, you know, because I'm still learning, you know. I'm still oh, yeah. I've only been, only been, you know, wrestling for like three years now, you know, so I got a long way to go. Oh, yeah. You watch some Dynamite Kid? Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Speaking of Dynamite Kid, man, I was watching his match with, uh, Tiger Mask. Okay. Japan. Oh, wow. I was, watching, yes. I was watching that match, and I was like, great. That was yes. greatness right there. That was, it was, it had that old school, even though it was like in the 80s, but it still had that old Southern style vibe to it. You know, so I was like, yeah, that's, that's, I was like, I, I can get behind him and <laughs> watch some of his stuff. Uh, even, even some uh, Eddie Guerrero stuff, you know. I'm talking WCW Eddie Guerrero. Of course. Where, awesome. he, where he was like, where well, he was faster and quicker and crisper. Oh, ECW, Eddie Guerrero was amazing. Too. Yeah. I say, uh, I know a guy in the locker room. Uh, this his, his name is uh, El Psycho Gato. Uh, he was telling me to watch some Dean Malenko. Oh, Dean he said he, he said Dean Malenko is he's like incredibly amazing. He's like he can work any style. Any style. Heal, 
heel or face doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It just, it just didn't have a personality. That's the only thing that stopped him. Well, his per- lack of personality and his body was shaped weird. You know, weird yes. body shape. Um, and the women, yes. the women weren't feeling that. But yeah. he, oh, I, watching him work was phenomenal. Like I, I would never. Back in the Monday Night War days, I would have you know on the remote control, I would have the swap, so the swap between Raw and WCW, and. No matter what was happening, if a Demon Lincoln match was on, I was watching that match because I knew I was yeah. going to see. I knew I was going to see something amazing. Like my my uh, my submission move, I stole from him. I stole that Texas Cloverleaf. I saw him put that on. I was like, "Yo!" I said, "Forget the sharpshooter. Forget the figure four. That Texas Cloverleaf is dope." That's- you know what? I think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna use that, and I might dub it as something else. Yes, <laughs> I might dub it as something like the King's Crown or yeah, yeah, something you, like you that. Name it you know? I love that Texas Cloverleaf. It yeah. is a great looking submission move. And then, and then I got that new gimmick I'm gonna do with my alter ego, the whole military guy. Yes, yeah. Uh, actually, I'm I'm actually gonna use his name. I'm gonna actually use War Dog because that's what uh, Chris in the wrestling group gave. He was like, "Should uh, just keep your name, but just call him the War Dog." You know, so I was like, I like that. I like that. I just got to come up with a backstory for him, you know, because I, I think he's that guy's going to be more, not want to say crazy, but he's going to be more aggressive. Okay. Yeah, he's going to be more aggressive, more in your face while. Well, the king, king is more, more of a cocky. He's more, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm a face. Yeah, you're but he's you're more face like now, a, yeah. Yeah, he's like a flashy, swag, you know, yeah. type of guy. Then versus. You know, the war dog, he's like kind of my other half because I'm really aggressive in the ring anyway. So I'm just going to be more aggressive. With I just yeah. had a dope. Okay, so we're going to end with this. I just had a really dope idea. What's for, that? For, for, for war dog. So if you, if if any of your boys, if anybody out, um, else is at the show and you can do it, I would have them, I would have like two, like two or three people come out in front of you for your entrance as war dog, but do yeah. it the way um, the Jabari came in and black Panther where they're sitting there and you're barking and then, and you know, you're, you're leading the cage and then they follow you like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, so you know, that, oh, that, that like, uh, 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 like, uh, in Baku when they was about, yes. When Mbaku uh, came out with them, yeah. so you're doing the, you're doing the Mbaku barking and they echo it, but they're standing yeah. in front of you as they, as you come out. And and since yeah. you're barking, your war dogs, you know your war dog, and they come out, and that that would be fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually, I might do that. I just gotta find. I might. I might have to talk to my my stable mates. By that the way, was, check out check check out. I can't even leave them. I can't believe I'm doing a podcast and I ain't even mentioned my stable. <laughs> it's okay. Don't, I was King. gonna leave you plenty of time to do that. <laughs> I'm going to say, y'all, check out the Kings of Destiny at Diamond Championship Wrestling. We are, right now, they are the current tag, DCW Tag Team Champions. They go by the name of Alexander Overton and Too Quick. Quick. <laughs> My boy, yeah, Too Quick. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, before I, before I let you go, LB, let the world know where they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can learn more uh, you know, about you get any gear that you have so you know your socials you know your you know, ig whatever out there where they can follow you and, uh, and keep uh keep up to date with what the king is doing 
Oh man, you know, as of right now, you know, only social media I have is Facebook. So right now, y'all can uh, y'all can just contact me on Facebook at LB Hughes. You know what I mean? And then I really forgot my Twitter name because it's kind of late right now. But <laughs> I forgot my Twitter. But I'm I'm not really active on Twitter like that. I'm really more active on Facebook. You know. I had to disable my IG for personal reasons, but you know we're gonna work on that. But okay, just follow me on Facebook at uh, LB Hughes. All I'm right, lbhughes.com. <laughs> we'll work on lbhughes.com. You can find LB at, at, uh, at LB Hughes on Facebook again. Diamond Championship Wrestling also on Facebook, uh, where you can find him and his matches there. And of course, you can always find us at Jig Nation. Uh, on Facebook, also on Twitter at Jig Nation, and on the Twitch at Jig Nation. Uh, you can listen to Breaking Ring Rust on your favorite podcast networks like Spotify, iTunes, and etc. And if we're not on your favorite podcast network, just let us know, and we will endeavor to make sure the show is on there. So as we close, I want to thank our first pro wrestling guest again for his time the king lb hughes and i want to thank jeep nation for having me on <laughs> it's been our pleasure and uh, we we'll look forward to chatting with you again and until next time get yourself over marks peace Sick.